Hi, um, I'm Claire Doherty. I'm the Senior Research and Evaluation Officer at St Vincent's Hospital, Melbourne. Uh, I work as part of the Healthcare for the Homeless Department. This is a department that was established back in December 2021, specifically focusing on healthcare for people experiencing homelessness. Hi, I'm Jenny Hutton. I'm an emergency physician. I have worked at St V's for over 20 years. Now I'm working at the Northern Hospital in Virtual. I'm also a Senior Research Fellow at La Trobe and Melbourne University doing research in health equity related issues. What are some of the challenges that people who are homeless might face in engaging with healthcare services? I guess a bit of background, I've worked with um, the Assessment Liaison Early Referral Team for quite a number of years as um, an occupational therapist and care coordinator. So this team is based in the emergency department at St Vincent's and one thing um, that really struck me about um, people experiencing homelessness and their access to healthcare barriers that they commonly faced were um, coming into emergency with a health-related problem, um, but waiting in a wait room was often quite challenging for this population for an extended period of, period of time. So um, accessing care in a timely manner um, has certainly um, been something that's um, needing to be addressed. And uh, we've got studies in the emergency department at the moment looking at how we can better manage this. What sort of things can we do to make healthcare services more accessible and more equitable to people who are facing homelessness? How long's a piece of string with this question? Because there's so many things we could really do to improve health equity. Um, for people experiencing homelessness. So some practical examples are things like um, having nurses and healthcare professionals uh, based at um, services that people experiencing homelessness access. So, for example, um, homelessness services that provide meals um, or homelessness services that provide housing support. So having people who have a health background actually based in those services um, would be really beneficial because so often people experiencing homelessness um, worrying about where their next meal is coming from, worrying about um, whether, whether they're going to get their Centrelink payment that day and what barriers might be happening. That's often the priority for people experiencing homelessness, not the wound that they've had on their leg for three weeks, which is now infected. Um, you know, so if we can actually have healthcare professionals based in services that are accessible to people um, and, and at places where we know people experiencing homelessness go, then um, I think we'd we'd um, we'd see a shift in the experience of healthcare for people experiencing homelessness to be a positive one and more preventative type care happening for these people rather than you know, treating things that um, could have been um, possibly even avoided in the first place. Yeah, so it's really about bringing the healthcare to them, meeting them where they're at, that's that sort of, yeah, approach. They want people that provide services that understand the demands of being homeless and, and can work around that to, to meet whatever needs they have and be uh, patient-centred in their approach to that, which involves being quite flexible often with this group of patients. Your presentation looks particularly at measures of experience and quality of care for people who are homeless. 
Why might the measures of experience and quality of care be different for someone who is homeless than the measures we might use in, in other populations? What what do you think would be the differences there? What we do know in the literature tells us is that things that the general population um, are concerned about with regards to their health care can sometimes be the next level up from where people experiencing homelessness uh, are um, placed in their life. So things as basic as the person sitting at reception said hello to me and warm and and welcoming, that actually makes a huge difference in the life of someone experiencing homelessness on that particular day, whereas general population might be like, yeah, they they were okay, but it didn't impact how I was then going to be perceived by the people that I was seeing within the clinic that day. Just kindness and compassion, and this came out certainly in the paper, is a huge thing for people experiencing homelessness from the moment they step in the door. So that that was certainly um, something that was important and something that's not actually captured so well within surveys that um, ask about um, patient experience. That was one thing that came through. Um, there aren't many specific questions with commonly used surveys that actually ask about kindness and compassion. And I also think how you ask the questions is obviously going to be quite different. And so if you were to ask a normal survey, health survey question that hospitals routinely put out, then that isn't going to get answers that you want from this group of people. It sounds like you worked quite closely with people who have lived and living experiences of homelessness as part of your research team. Can you talk me through how you found that, if there was any sort of barriers or challenges and what the benefits were of doing that? Yeah, we were very lucky to have people who have experienced homelessness um, be a part of our research team. I mean, this this having, having um, these people involved in the research was so beneficial to actually understanding the literature. Um, But ensuring that these people felt safe, welcome, that treating people with kindness and compassion were just so important to actually involve people within the research because at the the end of the day, you don't want this research to be tokenistic or um, not have an impact on the people that matter the most. So... um, you know, involving people experiencing homelessness uh, in research can be, um, it does have its challenges, but what it does involve is having dedicated people within the research team to continuously reach out, ensure that that person feels like they can actually access the meeting in the first place. So where are you actually going to meet people? Is it on site? Do they even have a computer to access a um, you know, a, a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting? So it's really actually... Um, meeting with people experiencing homelessness and saying, how do we best include you in this? How do we how do we make sure that your voice is heard and and treat everybody as an individual because there's no one answer to all of those questions to involve these people. Yeah, and I think you need to have your we your institution needs to be committed to this as well because you you need to use the governance and the structures within that as much as you can, uh, again, to give these people the top proper time and space uh, to have their opinions heard properly and to contribute and, and also to learn from the experience as well. We learned a lot from them um, and 
uh, and hopefully they learned some things in the process as well. And that does, it takes time, but it, it's building up um, relationships. Okay, so both of you are speaking at the upcoming Quality Conference in Melbourne. You're both speaking under the stream of diversity, equity and inclusion. And your presentation is titled, How do we determine the quality of healthcare for people who are homeless? So I want you to imagine that you've just met me in the lift. You're on your way up to to give your presentation. Um, You've got about 20 seconds to persuade me to come and see your presentation. Why is it absolutely crucial that I come and hear you talk at the Quality 2023 conference? I can guarantee you won't want to come to the presentation to see me. Um, You'll be wanting to come to the presentation to meet Matthew and James, who um, Matthew is a um, peer support worker with our Healthcare for the Homeless Department. And James uh, was a lived experience consumer who took part in the research. So hearing consumer perspectives on our research and the outcomes, I think, is what you would absolutely want to hear. James has an incredible story to tell about his experience of homelessness and accessing the healthcare system. Well, um, that's it for today. So thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Um, And I'll be sure to come and hear your presentation at the Quality Conference. I can't wait to hear more about it. Mm -hmm.